This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl Vandermova, and today in episode 81, we're going to be talking about six easy ways to integrate technology into your homeschool. Whether you are already using some tech in your homeschool, or whether you have not really used any and you really don't know where to start, I hope that this episode will be helpful just in helping you figure out how to keep abreast with tech and not feel overwhelmed by it. Because right off the bat, I'm going to say, start off slowly when you're trying to integrate tech into your homeschool or add more tech. Even for me, and I think I'm fairly techy and I keep up with what's going on as well as I can. I get to points where I'm just overwhelmed with knowing all the new things that are out there that I have just heard about and have not yet actually tried out. And so the advice I'm giving you is what I have to do as well is just say, well, there's no way I can ever know everything and I can ever try and learn everything. But just to take it bit by bit and try and every week, every month, learn something new. So... Go slowly. Don't feel you just suddenly need to add a zillion different things in. It will not go well if you do that. The next thing is don't use tech just for tech's sake. Technology is always meant to be a tool. It's meant to be something that improves your life, not overcomplicates it, not makes it frustrating. And we all know that tech can sometimes be those things. So make sure that it's actually something that is improving your quality of life, improving your homeschool. Although my podcast is about technology, I can promise you I do many things that have nothing to do with technology. I'm still one of those people who likes to read a book, a real physical book. Although I do read digital books more often now because they're easier when I'm traveling etc I still like a pen and paper book I still will sometimes make lists on pen and paper not always it depends what I'm doing but there are times when I still go back to the so-called old-fashioned way of doing things because it works better for me so when I'm now going to go through this list I'm going to give you six different ideas I'm going to suggest that you only pick one of these now if you're already doing one or two you could pick an additional one and if you're obviously doing all of them you could just try and do something a little extra but don't try if you've never done any of these don't try and do all six next week you are going to feel miserable you're going to feel overwhelmed it's probably going to frustrate your children and then you're going to just give up and say tech isn't for me so please go slowly tech can really be used in your homeschool in two different ways one for organization and the other one for content so the first two things i'm going to give you are more related to organization and the next four more related to the content so the first easy way is to use it for your daily schedule now as i said You may be doing it on pen and paper. You may have a beautiful planner that you use and it really all works very well for you. In that case, this is possibly not one you want to try and change. However, there are definite advantages to putting schedules up on online. 
Um, I would suggest either Google Sheets or Trello. Obviously, there's many different things you can use, but those two are both uh, flexible and easy to use. And I have episodes on both that I'll link to in the show notes. Remember, you can find the show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. And I'll put all links that I mentioned in that. So uh, why I would say try and put this onto either Sheets or Trello is that you can share it with all your children, with your husband, whatever you wanting to do. So you can easily, everybody can easily see what's going on. Now you may have very young kids and it's not useful for that yet, but as they get older, it is useful for them to be able to log on and see what's going on and perhaps be checking things off as they're doing it. The other thing is if it's digital, you can easily copy it, you can easily change it. Uh, so if you decide that the schedule for today is what you want to do every Monday, it's just very easy to make this a recurring event or cut and paste it. It's also easy when you realize that you want to do things in a different order or different days to just drag things around and just change them like that instead of having little arrows and crossing out things and everything on paper that can get terribly messy. So that's the first thing you could do is just try and do a schedule online. The next thing you could use it for is record keeping. Uh, obviously, the biggest record you need to keep is the grades um, and perhaps amount of time that you, the days that you're homeschooling. You could use Google Calendar for just keeping track of the days. Um, for grades, you could use again Google Sheets, which is just free to keep track of everything, or you could actually use some um, actual paid online uh, tool. I used to use Homeschool Tracker. This was years ago when it was a downloadable free thing. Now they have an online one that you do pay for. It's not terribly expensive and you could just try it out for one month, which I think at the moment is about eight or nine dollars. And you could see if it's worth it for you to have for the rest of the year. I will put a link to it um, in the show notes. I have not used the online version. I just used the downloadable one years ago and I really liked it and it worked very well for me. Um, but you could also, as I said, simply use Google Sheets and you can just easily put in kids' grades add them together and work out averages etc. The other type of record keeping you might want to use it for is just on what your children are doing and obviously as they're getting older in high school they could do this for themselves. Now why they need it is they need it for things like if they want to do the congressional um, award which I spoke about in the episode on on uh, digital ways of doing community service. Also, many scholarships want to know what exactly your child did for community service and what, um, how many hours they worked, etc. And that's very easy to keep track of in Google Sheets and just to add it up. You may also even find, depending which colleges your children apply to, they may want to know other things that they've done as well. So it's just really useful to keep track of any conferences they go to, any additional books, sometimes places want to know that, additional books children read, anything when you're in high school that you might want to remember, get your kids to start. You don't have to do it, they can do it. They should be keeping track of what they're doing. Now let's move over into the content areas. So number three of my ideas is take an area that you're struggling with and replace it with something techie. So let's say read alouds. Maybe you have a number of children and you're just really struggling to find enough time to read to everybody. Maybe reading aloud is just not your thing and you just struggle with it and it's not very pleasurable for you, maybe for your kids. Um, whatever it might be, is have you thought about 
read-alouds over audio. You could get audio books and let your kids listen like that. You could, even if you have a lot of kids and they're different ages, so you can't be reading the same books to them, you could take it in turns that you're reading to the middle schoolers and the elementary are listening to a reader to, to it on audio books. They say math is your challenge. Well, you could find tutorials on YouTube. You could find fun math games that the kids could play to supplement. If history is the one that you really hate, virtual field trips, history games, um, maybe even some video games could just bring some new life and fun into the subject. This, I could go on for every different uh subject matter to actually give you ideas on how to use online to make it more fun and obviously you can go back and look at previous episodes but if you're just wanting advice come join our facebook group it's the homeschooling with technology community group on facebook um, look for it in the show notes in the link there or just come onto facebook and look for us and join in there and you are very welcome to post questions and i'm sure not only i but many of the people in the group will be able to have ideas for you number four Pick one tool that you have heard about and decide to learn it and then decide to use it with your children. So if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you will have heard of many, many tools. Can you think of something that stood out to you that you thought that could be fun? Maybe it was Canva and you think it would be fun to be able to create graphics using Canva. Well, how about you go and find some time this week and play around with it? And then give your kids some kind of assignment that they learn to play around with it. Another one you might want to use is Google Docs. This one is really helpful because you can get your kids to start submitting essays to you on Google Docs. Any kind of written project like that, they can do it on Google Docs. They share it with you. It's so easy for you to make comments um, and tell them what you want them to fix. And then they can just go and look at your comments and fix it. And then you can take another look again. So it will cut down time for you as well. And you won't have to read their messy handwriting. And then another one you could think about is Powtoon. This makes fun uh, little videos with animations it's really easy to use and again you could play around with it to show your kids and then challenge them to make something better than you but there's so many different things that they you could decide to try and then you could get them to do as well number five is that you could try to assess your kids through online quizzes now I'm not a fan of tests too many tests. I know they have to do them for high school, so you want to, for college at least, so you want to make sure that they can do tests. But sometimes there are better ways to assess mastery, and quizzes can just sometimes be a fun way of just making sure that they've retained things like, um, you know, Spanish vocabulary, or maybe you just want to see, do they remember the capitals, the U.S. capital cities. And here you can either go and create one yourself based on the work. Now, obviously, that's going to be more effort, but I'm going to be talking about um, quiz creation tools in an upcoming episode. So you can wait for that if you want to make them yourself. But otherwise, you can just go and find ones that already have lots of options. So um, Kahoot, Quizlet, Quizzes are all places where there are ready-made quizzes. And so if you've, say, been learning about... Um, um, plants you could go and put in plants and you could find the right sort of age range for your children and you could just assign that to them and see how they do you could, you know it's kind of more fun doing a quiz and if it's something that you know more than one of the kids can do at a time they can even play against each other it's just a different way of doing things 
and um, as I said right now if you're not very techy you probably don't want to create your own so just go and find something that is already out there one of those tools will have it Quizlet has lots and lots of terms and you could even just take one and all of these you can just take it and adapt it eventually but first of all just try and use something and just do it with your kids and see how they enjoy it and then the last idea I want to suggest is that you sign your kids up for online classes or use um, web-based unit studies. So your children are going to eventually have to work online. Of course, right now, the COVID-19 uh, crisis has turned so many schools and pretty much all the schools and, and universities have had to go online. And so... Professors have had to learn how to do this and students have had to learn how to do it if they didn't already. Now, hopefully this is not going to happen again anytime soon, but I do think that life is going to become more and more online. And the earlier you get your children used to working online, the better. So when they're younger, you may not want to enroll them in a full semester online class. I understand that. So they go and look at unit studies. Now, from fourth to eighth grade, you can find a lot of different options both on our show sponsor Funder Fund Academy we have um, web-based unit studies and also Techie Homeschool Mom and um, she has a lot and so does Gina Mayo um, she's got music ones and I'm going to link to all of those because all of them are self-paced there are ones for younger children and you can sit with your kids and do these together but they all have Techie parts involved with them they all use a an online classroom to deliver the material and so your kids will get used to working through things like that then as they're getting into middle school and high school consider at least adding one online class into um, what they're doing now you don't have to do a whole lot just one is enough and I'm going to suggest my fellow podcaster here on the ultimate um, homeschool radio network Lisa Neering, she teaches over at True North um, Homeschool Academy. Go and take a look. They have live classes, live online classes, lots of fun there, and see if she's got anything. And then also want to give a shout out to two of my previous um, uh, people who've been on my show as guests. Abby Banks, she's hers are not live, um, but she's got some good ones for teens on how to podcast and also how to um, set on Etsy. So I'll put links to those. And Sandra Beliski, who did um, uh, one of my most popular episodes a while ago on how to code without actually getting online to code. So it's um, offline coding games so you could I'll put a link to that one as well but she has online math for younger children again it's in your own time and she also has a math club but she's got a lot of fun things so go and check her things out as well and just start to introduce your kids into one or two of these slowly of course um our uh our the podcast sponsor Funder Funder Academy has lots of classes that are full semester we do have Spanish from the younger ages all the way through and um, we have a lot more that are for middle school and for high school and on many different topics I teach over there so come over and see what I teach and what some of the fellow teachers have to offer as well as I said all the links to all these things will be in the show notes so go to homeschoolingwithtechnology.com to find that
Now, as we wrap up, I just want to remind you that I really would appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to give us a rating and review, particularly on Apple Podcasts. That would be a big help. But wherever you get your podcasts, if they have a way for you to rate and review, I would appreciate that too. And just share this with friends if you find this useful, perhaps in some groups that you're on, in Facebook or um, wherever you're meeting other people. So that's all for this week and I will see you again same time, same place next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.